local free range fair trade turkey shop turkey what do you say turkey shop yeah coffee turkey shop I was scooching. He was scooching. Who's bad hair scooch man? <laughs> I just realized my, my left arm is completely under the desk, but my water's here, but I need two hands to open my water. Well, then take the water and move it under the desk to uh, open it, unscrew Does the it cap. Does it look shady? Yeah, it looks like you're wanking yourself under the desk. <laughs> Whoa, that's inappropriate. Whoa. Well, Whoa. I could have said something worse. Wank, wanking is very PCPG. Ah. N-A-A-C-P. I finished my tea. Did you finish your coffee yet? I... Oh, you know what I wanted for the episode? What? A drink. Well, should should we pause it or just continue? Mm -mm. I'm in the moment. We're making gold. (laughs) I mean, I could just... When you're going off on one of your stupid tangents, I could walk downstairs and get some bourbon. Okay, two things about that statement. One, none of my tangents are stupid. Two... I don't know! I'm pretty sure they're not! Two tangents. That's all. Tangerines. Hmm. Fucking hate tangerines. Are tang- They're just small oranges. Get no, over it, people. Aren't those, aren't those clementines? Oh, wait. What are tangerines? I don't know. I was just going to ask you. Oh, my God. We're Canadian. We don't know things that are exotic. I like clementines because they're small and they're usually sweet. All we have is potatoes and meat. They're us- yeah. <laughs> clementines are usually sweeter than oranges. Like I don't, I don't hate oranges, but... I hate oranges. Really? I like Why orange juice. Oranges? I don't know. There's something about that stupid, like, white skin that's underneath the fucking peel. Oh, like peel. the fuzzy part? Yeah. Okay. It's like chewing on pulp or paper. What? Okay, what about if you could buy completely peeled oranges without the wuzzy, the wuzzy stuff? The, the fuzzy white fuzzy stuff Fuzzy wuzzy stuff. The fuzzy wuzzy wuzzy bear. Fuzzy wuzzy wasn't orange. Fuzzy no. wuzzy had no hair. There Donald Trump was orange in his fuzzy wuzzy clementine. Oh, my God. Is he fuzzy wuzzy? <gasps> Donald Trump is a Clementine. <laughs> that's that's brain sandwich math right there. Uh, no, but uh, oh well, there's still that little like there's Stringy that filmy stuff. yeah the filmy skin that covers each individual section of an orange really pisses really me off. Really don't like that. So okay, I like the flavor. I'm gonna bring the flavor. Show you how. how. Bat bat bat. Um, but you just don't like the process of getting into them? Yeah, they're so messy. Unnecessary. There's another food like that that I don't... Like, I like the flavor, but I don't like the process of getting to that flavor. Well, wings. Pomegranates? That's why I don't like eating chicken wings. Because oh. I find they're too messy for the reward that you get. You just don't know how to eat them properly. Oh, because you do your one hand, two fingers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of very few people... I think I was actually, when we were watching the Super Bowl with my dad... I noticed that he eats chicken wings the same way, and I was like, oh my god, that's where I got it from. Well, should we, oh, before we forget, we should introduce ourselves. Sure. Okay, so I am Justin. I am Tommy. There you go. <laughs> I'm talking to Justin, who's on the other side of the mic. This mm-hmm. is my voice, so this is... No, this is my voice, so Justin, go... I am like this. This is Justin. That is Justin. We're doing this for you, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> for you, bruh. Bruh. Um, yeah. That's not a knife. That's not an intro. This, this is an intro. That's not an intro. Oh, let us know how our Australian accents are, too. <laughs> yeah, nobody's nobody seemed to complain yet. 
And yet nobody seemed to really boost us up either. No. <laughs> so we're probably just middle of the road. Brain Sandwich Podcast, the podcast about society, culture, some other crap in between, caressing your soul, tickling your boot. Hey. Hey. For episodes and more, especially Club Sandwich VIP episodes. Secret episodes. <laughs> Go to brainsandwich.com. That's brain, S-A-M-I-C-H.com. There'll be a little email box where you toss your email in there, and every week you'll get a secret never before, before heard. What? You in every week? <laughs> every week? I'm pretty sure it's every week. Um, where it's more just a loosey-goosey, just us shooting the shit, being more like how we normally are, less formatted, and just having a good old time, Tommy and I. Woo! Um... I don't know. You think they'll be able to hear the rain out there? I don't know. Tell us right now at this point if you guys can hear the rain hitting the window. Well, it, well, it's not rain. It's, it's freezing it's rain. It's freezing rain. Or, or I've had many people ask me what exactly freezing rain is lately. Well, because apparently just, that's just a phenomenon very local to us. In Canada. 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 <laughs> oh, Canadian. With our funny of- looking police and our igloos everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, because yes, they all ride horses and have stupid red jackets. Yeah, um, is the, the RCMP is basically our FBI, right? Um, or do we? Yeah, have, pretty much. Do it's, we have anything close to the FBI? No, it's really that's the best equivalent, I guess. It's a federal police force for investigating. So and, they they do have jurisdiction everywhere, all over Canada. Not over local police departments. Oh, well, it depends on the crime too, whether it's the federal. Or, of it, yeah, yeah. it's really messed up i really hate the idea of localized well no i like localized police forces but the whole jurisdiction issue especially when you get in the states when there are like 13 to like 20 different (laughs) well not just districts different police agencies who have jurisdiction you have municipal police you have county police highway patrol you have secret service which can operate pretty much anywhere Mm -hmm. fbi dea atf cia um the marshals Oh, yeah? Um, Can they go anywhere? Or only in their state? uh, Marshals are federal, and as far as I know, they're usually used now mostly for the transportation of prisoners between districts. Honestly, I'm straight up fucking confused about the legal jurisdiction for each specific law enforcement agency. And then you have, like, your your secret ops stuff, like your CIA, NSA stuff, so... What do we have? We have no, no, is NORAD anything? They're not a police agency, oh. no. Are they, we have local police, provincial police, federal police, and then CSIS. CSIS, that's it. Yeah. yeah. They used to have a base in North Bay, right? I don't know. Yeah. I think it was CSIS. There's all sorts of crazy stuff in North Bay. Well, not as much anymore. They're all moving down here. Down here? With like JTF and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the military. Canada's nice, small military, you know, a rolling crowd of like 600. Yeah. You, <laughs> I'm you, underplaying that a, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, well, did you hear that they are buying new F-18s? Oh, so we're <laughs> buying new versions of old jets that we already have. Yeah. Lovely. Well, I think they're bigger. Like, they're F-18 super something. They're they're a little beefier and, and obviously newer. They're not 30 years old like the F-18s are. Jeez. Um. Yeah, because I asked, I asked my friend over the holidays. I was like, "Dude, are we are we ever getting those F thirty fives? Because I assumed we weren't once uh, the Liberals won. Because 
the conservatives were behind the whole F-35 Yeah, we thingy. were part of the kind of pilot investment that actually led to the development. We helped develop the F-35s, and we can't and even we fucking use them. And we spent a lot of money on them, too, right? Billions. Yeah, and now we're just not even buying them because Trudeau doesn't... Well, I don't want any new jets. Canada uh, doesn't need a military presence because we're not under threat. Well, but you never know. I mean, technically we aren't, but holy shit, we're flying tin buckets right now. Well, and the Hercules, they're 50 years old. I mean, sometimes I'm not even that bothered. Like, there's a little bit of the patriotic response to when people kind of shit on Canada's military. Like, why do you need a military? You're peacekeepers. And to some of that, there's a bit of truth. But nowadays, I see exactly why people make fun of us. Because we don't put anything into it. No. But or yet, what we do put into it gets wasted completely. Well, but yet, like, look at what they've done with the Trenton military base over the last couple of years. They've, like, doubled it in size. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why are they doing this if we don't have a really big military? But I guess they're just, like, moving all the military people to they're here. They're centralizing everybody. Which, you know, I guess maybe in the long run that helps for cost because, like, if they need to talk to Joe Schmo, they don't have to travel all the way to North Bay or all the way to, like, uh, Cold Lake or Petawawa or whatever. They're all just boom, oh, the old spot. Pet, the old pet. <laughs> yeah, the old Petawawa. Where is Petawawa? <laughs> Anyways. Somewhere north. <laughs> it's in Ontario, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Because hmm. that was always the place when when we were growing up, that's when they would um, they would move military folk around a lot back when we were kids. Petawawa is usually where everybody gets their start. Yeah, they would Ontario. either... It would all be like, oh, there's new kid at school. Where'd they come from? Oh, they came from Petawawa. Yeah. <laughs> or... <laughs> well, I actually had an inch When I started college, first day of college, uh, we were... Obviously, everybody's getting to know everybody. And the most gangsterous looking motherfucker... <laughs> it was like 300 pounds, too. Came in, he's like... Uh, I forget exactly what happened, but somebody found out... No, there was another student who was from Petawawa. Yeah. So this gangster guy goes up, Yo, man, you from the pet? You know Johnny B from the pet? Oh He's like, God. no, I don't know Johnny B from the pet. He's like, yo, man, everybody knows Johnny B in the pet. You obviously ain't from the pet. Johnny B, if you listening from the pet, hey. And in case it's not obvious, this was a white guy. Yeah. But how big is Petawawa anyways? I have no idea. It's like I'm, this mystery I, place that we've always heard everybody about. Everybody knows about it, but nobody knows anything about it. <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's so true. Well, because like... We are walking stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was either... But like really only our buddy Tanner, he was the only one that I remember hearing coming from Halifax, though. Oh, I've, I've known Did a you couple, ever know people? From, yeah, a couple people in my grade uh, in elementary school were from Halifax. Yeah. Or some people got shipped out to Halifax. An old friend of mine, Alex... Alex, back in Halifax. <laughs> Halifax. Yeah, no. Ah, sorry, I had to take a drink. Ah, create a long, arduous pause. Do you even have any coffee left? I have a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those. Mil- yeah, they definitely don't move them around as much as they used to. No, it's it's kind of a thing. I guess they're kind of settling down to the idea, and I guess because we're not in wartime, it's moving assets around isn't as necessary and like i said they're trying to effective yeah yeah, they're trying to centralize everybody and it was kind of stupid because in a sense like you would they would just move people around or people just just to like get their next rank or retirements like they're literally shipping people off taking care of all their housing and moving stuff just because oh i want to retire at master warrant officer versus warrant officer and like that's the thing like I, i i know a few people that are in the military now and yeah, when they told me that like if I if if they get transferred 
everything is paid for. I'm like, yeah. what? Um, now, I don't know because obviously I'm not in the military and I don't have a lot of family members that are in the military. But I don't know if like if you choose to move, like say if I was in the military and I worked in Trenton, but I chose to move my house to like Belleville, they wouldn't pay for that probably, right? No, no. Probably. It's only if they're making you move. Well, yeah. And then they'll like, again, that's, an, that's another thing. I'm not completely sold on it because I know different families who have different stories about, oh yeah, we had our move completely paid for, or these people who elected for a position got something paid for. And I've heard it go as far as, oh yeah, we're going to I'm going to take my final retirement and they're going to ship me off to Australia. Australia. <laughs> Which I found weird, but I guess we do have detachments there for. Oh, well, yeah. Because we're, we're all on the goody goody with the Australians. Well, yeah. Oh, you know, because I do remember some people that um, they had moved when we were growing up and they had moved all over the place and they like moved, came from Germany too. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Germany, Australia. Um, I actually, there were a couple of people in my grade when I started high school that they got posted to Germany. I was like, really? Yeah. That was the first time I was like, they really just ship. Like, I understand everybody moving around Ontario and even to others, like the other coasts and stuff, but then to like get shipped over to Europe. And yeah, there was a lot of like either moving to the pit or uh, moving to Cold Lake. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Cold Lake and, and stuff like that. Which yeah, one of my best friends he moved to Cold Lake for a while, and he said, "Oh yeah, it was it was cold." Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason it's called Cold Lake. It's like uh, normally minus forty. Like yeah, it's chilly. Well, and it's it's kind of funny because everywhere I've ever gone, if you can always come across somebody who was at one point posted to the airbase here. Yeah. Like when I was at the Chili Pop, Chili Peppers, Chili Poppers, the Chili Poppers, <laughs> the Chili Peppers concert, I ended up sitting next to a guy in the bus who had been posted here <laughs> and we are going on about the area obviously well because this, this this is the biggest base in canada right airbase yeah airbase yeah okay but they do they do a little of everything yeah because they have the, the it's central location all the missions for afghanistan were flown out of here yeah well yeah because it's it's biggest airbase but we still have a bit of army there right uh not that not to no. my knowledge okay so it is just it is just it's the Air just Force. The Air Force? Oh, okay. And then, uh, but obviously the Air Force deploys other branches yeah, yeah, of yeah. the military. So yeah. they would ship them in and then send them out. Yeah, ship them in boxes. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Well, the weather is really shitty today. Yeah, I can hear it right now. Can you guys hear it? Just listen. Sprinkle, 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 sprinkle. <laughs> that's, that's what snow sounds like in Canada. Wow, I'm snowing. I'm hitting your window. <laughs> every every snowflake, you hear it screaming while it's dropping. <laughs> yeah, no, it's icy. Justin. What? Guess what? What? I said guess. Guess what? Guess. Guess what? Guess. 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 <laughs> Is it word of the day? You're damn right. Damn skip it. <laughs> Justin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, word of the day. Social experiment. We're trying to get you guys to learn something. Oh, don't do that accent. <laughs> learn something. Shut up, Glenn. <laughs> learn. Anyway, I give Justin a word he's never heard before. Hopefully. Most of the time, not. He then gives a definition. It's hardly ever accurate. No, I'm pretty sure it's like 95% no, accurate. No, no, it's shit. No, no, it's gr- it's golden shit. It's golden shit. <laughs> it's golden shit. It's golden shit delivered in this podcast right in your ear holes. It's delicious bacon. Well, that was weird. It's delicious bacon. Justin. Yes. 
Your word. Yes. Canotophobia. Canotophobia? Mm-hmm. Canotophobia. Would you like me to spell it? Yes, please. Canotophobia. K-A-I-N-O-T-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I had a moment there. Canotophobia. Canotophobia. Well, it, it, this is actually a pretty quick one. I'm not sure if you know, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you know, but... Um, this is actually uh, it, it, it or the originates uh, the, it originates in actually Las Vegas, Nevada. No, mm. yeah, I know, weird, eh? Um, and it's a simple just phobia of um, notes left by canines or dogs. So if you ha- say have a dog and you're not like afraid of dogs, but like you you go to your house and the dog's been there all day. And the dog leaves to go get groceries or something or go play the slot machines. It'll write you a little note. And when you see that note signed by the dog, you freak out and go, Oh my God, I'm a canine note, canophobia. Canotophobia. Yeah, because you're afraid of dogs. Because you're a, can- a canotophobic. Yeah, or, or whenever dogs poop, because you're afraid of dog poop because they leave a note. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, a scented note. Yes. Like a floral note. It's a floral note. Kind of like wine. Yeah. Shit so, in a glass. Yeah. You're, shit in a glass. <laughs> hey, shit in a glass. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure, like 92% sure that's right. That'd be a great way to train a dog. What? Shit in a glass? The dog's got to go out while well, it's raining outside. Get him to shit in a glass. <laughs> Why? How would that train the dog? Shut anyway? up. Because <laughs> it takes great aim. <laughs> no, I'm just, I walk in, I see you behind the dog with a mug. It's <laughs> just following it around the room. <laughs> or you or you you can train a dog for everything. No, you no, you like you you take a harness and you harness a glass to the dog's butt. <laughs> harness a glass? You might as well just buy it a diaper. A mug-shaped diaper. A pug-shaped diaper? A pug mug poopy a poopy pug mug. Ooh, a poopy <gasps> pug mug. Let's brand it. Brain sandwich poopy pug mug. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Anyways, that's pretty right, right? Um, I totally forgot. Oh, notes and dogs and phobias. <laughs> <laughs> notes and dogs and phobias. Canotophobia. Fear of change. Like pocket change? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Like I pull out a $5 bill and then I pull out like... Maybe a- I have it. I never carry change. Well, you're not scared of change. You just don't no, like change. I am scared of or, change. Or are you scared it's of... It's all germy. Or are you scared of like change like changing the color of a room or changing no i'm scared of pocket change no but what does it really mean is it does are it, you trying to get deep here no <laughs> what is the actual definition is it are you scared oh of no it's it's fear of like pocket change no it's it's fear of <laughs> metaphorical change yeah. and stuff no but i'm afraid of pocket change oh okay so you so do i have pocket change phobia you're a you're a pocket change of current yeah. currency phobic <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, that, that, that's good. I don't even like bills. Too many people handle. Well, yeah, they I don't even care gross. if our money's made of plastic now. It's still ugh. No, I I didn't like it when it, they first changed it to plastic, but like I think well, Corey can let us know because I think we have very similar types of money, right? Like oh, I don't know. No, because oh, Australians, yeah, they have they uh, have the kind of plastic uh, polymer. Yes. Yeah. Um, when it first came about, uh. I was working still at EB, and so we were getting a lot of fresh bills. Oh, my God. We're having a talk about change and about the fear of change and how you are afraid of how those bills change. Oh, my God. Changeception. 
Um, no, because I just remember they were really tough to like count because they would stick together really yeah. well. Once they got worked in, they were fine. And worked in, I mean, dirty. Uh, but I, you know, I, they they grew on me though. Like I, I, I like them better than the paper I, money. I couldn't imagine going back to paper money at this point because when they made the transition to the polymers coming out was when I was working as an accountant yeah. and doing cash handling. So that's what pissed me off the most is that I'd have mixed bills, twenties, paper, yeah. and polymer, and then trying to sort through them because they don't. Sl- I don't know. It's like you just get one that just feels so different, and then you end up handling two of them. Yeah, by accident. but now that we the majority of our money is switched over, it is much easier to count, much easier to yeah. Handle. Like it's rare that we see. You all can, occasionally you can wash see like it. A, yeah, wash it. You just can't dry it. Yeah, no, because you melt your twenties. You melt your twenties. Melt uh, those Benjamins, except they're not Benjamins. But uh, yeah, like I'm trying to think. Actually, I, have, I think Benjamin Franklin's the fifty in the U.S. I don't know. I don't fucking know either. Isn't Optimus Prime money, on money, one of them? money, money, money? Um, I'm pretty sure Optimus Prime or Bumblebee's on one of them, right? What? I don't know. You know what I hate, though? <laughs> is when Americans make fun of our colorful money. When I've tried to use American money... I hate American money. Because you can't tell the difference between them. Well, not just that. I don't know how many times I've handled American bills and the ink's coming off of my hand. Really? Yeah. Maybe you got fake bills. <laughs> I hope not. They were from the bank. Um, But... You know, I because a couple of times where I've had customers pay a good portion of money it, it, with American money, and it just there there are hard. And I know this is a very first world problem because I literally could just look at what they say on them. But I mean that does make sense. But but then we wouldn't have things to talk about on the podcast. Well, but then like when you have a stack of of Canadian money, you can easily see them separated by color. And like yes, you can look, our money does smell like maple. It does. No, the $100 bills really do smell <laughs> like maple. It's weird. Um, and I know you might just think that's fake. No, but it's true. They maple really do money. smell like maple. Making it rain, maple syrup, Maple bitch. syrup. But uh, no, if you, if, you take a, if you take a bunch of Canadian money and you put it so it's standing on the edge and you stack them all together... You can literally just look at the side of money and go, okay, th- there's roughly this many fitties, there's this many hundies, there's this many twenties. I've like, never called it a hundy. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just easier. I don't know. I, they are a little thicker, though. So I don't like it's easier to fill up a wallet with less money because they're a little slightly thicker. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know, know what I'm saying? With, no. with all them hundies. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Glenn, you're American. Shut up. Is he? Yeah, well, he's traveled all over the world. He initially, he's initially Portuguese, but he, he spent most of his time... Do you know how many stamps it takes to send him through the mail? I know, because, like, he's right on the cusp of being just over the weight limit for 200 pounds packages yeah but he's small (laughs) enough to fit in like a good sized box so he's really dense is what you're saying yeah and dumb he's (laughs) like a dwarf star he's really small but dense (laughs) yeah everything uh, just gravitates to him yeah and And hates on him well in what in canada it's so expensive to ship things like it could be you know it could be cost effective just to let him drive in the car with us but whenever we go five dollars to mail a letter i know like it's ridiculous but but when we go places, we just have to mail them because we hate talking to him. <laughs> He's just so annoying. That's how we carry on the conversation through mail. That's how we exchange our show notes, actually. Yeah, we mail them to Do you know how much money we've wasted on this podcast? <laughs> it's a dollar a stamp. <laughs> and we literally live. You could throw a stone to your place from my place. <laughs> 
but we that's a good throw i'll tell you well, it is a pretty good throw yeah if i was at the top of a hill uh, then oh, now we're getting in we'll get into the physics yeah, of it um but yeah we just re- we refuse to use text devices or call each other we literally snail mail well phone plans are just so expensive in canada it's too. cheaper to mail <laughs> <laughs> i worked it out once um that because we've had this discussion about how expensive internet usage is in Canada. Yeah. It's cheaper to mail people USB sticks than it is to use internet. Really? Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah, because they don't weigh anything, so you could just put it in a normal envelope. Well, if you think about what one gig of data on your phone costs, it's probably anywhere from 30 to oh, $40 yeah. extra dollars a month, whereas a dollar for a stamp, um, say... What is no, it? Fifty could, cents per gig now for a, a data stick, so you can get twenty-four gigs for twelve dollars. Thirteen dollars to transfer twenty-four gigs anywhere in Canada. But um, what happens if you use your like your PC internet though? Would it still be cheaper? Well, it really depends on your plan. Like um, we're gonna have to work this. Well, out to sometime. put it in perspective, people out there that are listening, when we say that Canada has stupid internet for a country who is very well what's the word i'm looking for well developed yeah well developed we for my internet the standard of living is very high here yeah for my internet i get what five megs a second yeah download um and i do have unlimited but it costs me sixty dollars <laughs> for five megs whereas like i i've heard of people in the u.s that can get like 120 megs download and, and that's it's like the 40 low bucks. that's the low bar internet yeah for like 40 bucks well now you go into any city that's got like google coming in and everybody's getting gigabit oh, bitches yeah like i saw one one commercial for like verizon or some other internet company or whatever and they're advertising like 700 megs bitches. i was like you guys don't even know you don't even know the struggle man <laughs> that actually brings that and that is a nice segue into the next topic of interest eh. investment in locals i.e I, I hate canadian companies through and through almost all of them well not necessarily all canadian companies i'm more in regards to i think it's stupid with the whole buy locally owned yeah and we i think we've had this discussion before that i'm kind of i'm very much in favor of people making purchases for themselves that make economic sense for them their families like i get it that everybody who has a local shop around like come into our local free range fair trade coffee turkey (laughs) what do you say turkey shop Yeah, coffee turkey shop (laughs) and have our organic something beans and blah 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 i'm like as much as i hate tim hortons i'd rather have their cheap crappy coffee well in and i get it tastes like tar but i don't mind and i've had this discussion with my brother who is more like not like super in your face by locally owned but we've had a little discussion before he's like oh dude you got to support your local businesses i was like why and he's like well you got to support the community i was like no if i can go somewhere and buy, give me something that is common that you can get in a locally owned business. like A jacket. A jacket, yeah. If, we have many locally owned clothing, clothing retailers around here yeah. that I will never shop at. Yeah, so if, if I go to a locally owned co- clothing store and I see a jacket that I'm interested in and it's $300 at the local store, but then I can go on to Amazon and buy it for $150. Or even go to a franchised The Gap or Old Navy. They'll have the same jacket for $60, yeah. and it's still a place that employs local 
workers. Yeah. It's just franchised out of Toronto or Ottawa. And or I have no like um bad feelings about that because you know if if you want people to come in and buy your products make it reasonable for example like i even work in a place that is a local business and so people might go like well i don't i can't believe you're saying that because you work at a comic book store that's like a mom and pop shop that has reasonable prices and good customer service that's the thing we there's another comic book store in another town close near us close near us close by to us and the reason that we get more business from them is because we are significantly cheaper than they are. Yeah. We've had the majority of our customer base have moved over from that that business in Trenton because his prices for the average comic book that's worth three ninety nine, he marks them up to about five ninety nine. Whereas we put a twenty five cent increase because of the crappy Canadian dollar. Um, but we still have people, no, but only one person complained when we upped it to 20, up, up the price, 25 cents. Other than that, everybody was like, oh, that's actually less than I expected you to up it. Well, I think it's important because I don't think necessarily that in every situation, everything has to be competed on in price because we've discussed how I buy my wine almost exclusively uh, from no, a, you buy your wine, wine, oh, <laughs> except they're Italians. Yeah. <laughs> But I buy my wine exclusively from a local retailer. Uh, Like, it is cost-effective, A, but that is not the reason I'd buy it because I can still get good bottles of wine at the LCBO. Greatest store in the world. No. Fucking government. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Government-controlled liquor is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. uh, Just to let people know, in Ontario, the beer store, and that's right, we have stores that just sell beer. And the LCBO, which sells like liquor and spirits and stuff like that. We're only just getting the ability to sell liquor in yeah. stores. All the other place that sells booze is government run. Yeah. Yeah. Taxed so, and fucking. So that's distant. why a 2-4 of beer here, which is 24 bottles of beer. 40 to $50. Yeah. Whereas you can literally cross into Quebec and buy it for half the price. But it's illegal to bring it back into Ontario. <laughs> Technically illegal. Technically illegal, but people do it. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. Anyways, continue. But yeah, even though like there is some price advantage, but you're kind that works in the sense that it's kind of a mass production. I'm buying 24 bottles at a time versus the one, you know, 10 to $20 bottle of wine at the LCBO. The price isn't truly what matters to me. Although that really adds to the value. I really like going to that business because they treat me well. They take care of everything. It's good customer service. And I just really like the people. So then that begs the question of a lot of people that go like, well, that's, that's another thing with local businesses is you usually get better customer service. That is not like you can, but you also cannot. Yeah, I've been places where I've had horrible customer service, but then I've also been to box stores like a Future Shop or a Best Buy. I worked at a Walmart. I was a nice guy. Yeah, and we've had, well, uh, when I used to work at EB, we would have customers that would come in and say that who would uh, cross like three or four cities over to go to your store yeah or or they would be like oh yeah i used to shop in belleville and then i started coming here because you guys are just so much nicer which i do know people who work at the belleville store and they are really nice um but there was a couple people that worked in the belleville store that were kind of jerks yeah um and it's just happens happenstance that those people that would come to our store would had just, yeah yeah had dealings with a less like, than savory character yeah because there are a couple people at the bubble store that are great yeah i've like when i was uh doing kind of committee work for 
uh, some of the groups around here, like it was, you always, you were basically forced and told you had to push the buy locally owned thing. It supports communities. I just never bought into it because a, I think people should be rewarded on merit value, providing value to other people. And that's a lot greater than some kind of, I guess, superficial, superficial or like traditional, like emotional attachment, like supporting communities. Like, mm-hmm. The world now has shifted away from like communities in the sense that a community could literally mean anything. It yeah. doesn't just mean the town you live in. The world is a community. I work with people all over the US and Canada who I consider much friendlier, like better people to work with than many people around here. And I would rather do business with these people who are thousands of miles away because I enjoy spending time with them or spending money and supporting their business. Well, and it's like, I remember when you started doing your consulting and stuff like that, I asked you if you were going to try and do stuff with like people around this area and you refused. You were like, well, I tried it. I, when I first got into consulting, I wanted to really work around businesses around here because I went to college in the local area. So it made sense to build a network here. But then you realize you get a bunch of people around here who are cheap, uh, don't want to follow the rules, even though I was providing a legal service that was regulated and mandated by the government these people didn't want to pay even a reasonable amount of money to get their business up to speed it's like why the hell would i support buying local if nobody else around here does it yeah i don't know it's it is kind of it's a catch-22 because like i get it like i know people who personally have small businesses and i and i want them to succeed but then i just see there's so many more people out there that have just a screw, not screwed up company, but like they're just, they think they're better than they are. Like, especially like down in the county here, um, there's a, there's just been this big wine boost yeah. where like everybody's coming down to the county to buy wine and stuff like that. And now I'm not a wine person, so I'll propose you this question. Is the wine down there better than anywhere else because people act like it's this godsend of like oh it's the best wine in the area blah 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 and that's the worst part is because bottles of wine are twice as much or three times as much i'd like you can never find an affordable one and it's not like i'm cheap but honestly if i can find a seven dollar bottle of wine imported from france that tastes better better (laughs) than forty dollar wine from a winery that's 20 minutes away what the fuck do you think i'm gonna take exactly and and i'm the same with uh, plus to get that shit i have to drive down to the county (laughs) yeah and, and the county's not really far away but it's kind of an out of the way no like but they send the same good french imported wine to the local village here yeah exactly and and uh what was i gonna say um shopping businesses and locally owned and blah blah their blah, high blah, and blah. mighty stuck up attitude on wine oh yeah like that's all you hear on the radio around here is oh we gotta help support these local businesses yeah no if your products are crap and they're twice as much as good quality products that you can get online or even at a big box store yeah. or whatever then screw you. Yeah. Your business is going to fail. And that's it's kind of along the same lines because I really hate... Because when you get those buy locally owned groups, they'll push certain businesses and certain industries or... It's kind of almost like a, a back-ended gig in that, you know, so-and-so is a friend of so-and-so and he's got mm. this store in this town. So certain people get pushes over other people. Uh, 
like in an instance, the chambers of commerce usually say, oh, we've got to support these businesses. Well, why aren't we supporting these businesses? Well, they have a different product. like, well, if you're going to try and push this issue, you should at least try and be universal about it because these are like registering fees and tax dollars that are going to these businesses. And I don't think we should have preferential treatment over one or the other. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to push supporting locally owned, push everybody. everybody that's locally owned, not just pick favorites. Well, and I read an interesting article that uh, was saying, is locally owned uh, shopping worth it? And the guy in the article was saying, well, think about it this way. If you save $1,000 and you want to go buy a new TV, a new gadget, new clothing or whatever, and you can buy all the things on that list that you want to buy at a big box store for 750 bucks. And then you look on, you look around, and you shop around, and you find it all locally. But you have to spend nine hundred and fifty dollars. But then that night you want to go out for dinner, and if you shop locally owned, you only have like fifty bucks to spend on a dinner or whatever, including tips, say for two people. Whereas even if you buy a box store, you can take that extra what two hundred and fifty bucks, yeah. yeah. And you can reinvigorate that into local restaurants and stuff like that. Because usually um, local restaurants and entertainment venues are usually better than like store locally owned places. Well, they they employ a lot more people. Like locally owned stores like clothing retailers, I usually find that the owner and just his son yeah. or his daughter are a couple of people working there. Restaurants usually have to employ a number of waitstaff, chefs, cooks, yada, yeah, yada, Yeah, so if, if anything, spending your money on restaurants and entertainment is helping out the community more than buying some clo- some coat at a niche market that only is owned by one person. Well, the whole thing that bugs me, say theoretically we've got, again, a coat uh, like somebody who sells fine coats in in a local business here, where do they source their materials yeah. from? It's probably fucking China. Well, and you think about it too, like these people that have the local locally owned business, I put my money into the local owned business and then they take their money and they go, go buy, buy their stuff. groceries at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, does it really the, help? The only way buying locally owned really works is if we existed in still tribal mammal communities in that it was literally, you bought this pouch of leather from this guy who was two houses down and then he, he gives the money to the medicine man. And <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, it only works in close-knit tribal communities because the money actually stays in one instance. Well, and also it would only really work because that would be your only option. Like you can't, yeah. you can't be in a, a caveman society and go buy stuff on Amazon. I go buy new club on Amazon. <laughs> it's good deal. Black Friday's deals. Well, to me, it kind of comes down to me like sort of human psychology in the sense that what ultimately am I going to do that's best for me? And like I said, best for your family. If I can save 50% of the price of an item that get, leaves me opportunity to do things like save for retirement. Yeah. Or if you so choose to send your kid to college, save to send your kid to college. Like purchasing power, if available to you, can do a lot of good things instead of just spending it on one place that's probably overpriced. Yep. The money is not going to stay in the local community and the money probably didn't come from the local community in the first place. No, well, yeah. It's be- going to exit the community at some point and help somebody else somewhere. Because you, most people who have the money to shop locally owned usually are either working for a big company or like they get their money not from locally owned local businesses or whatever. They 
either work for a big box company or or something like that, a Walmart or a Best Buy or something like that. So, yeah, the money literally goes into the local community and then immediately just gets kicked out. Yeah. Like, if you truly want to help local communities and businesses, you shouldn't be talking to your own people in your area and saying buy local you should be trying harder to draw tourists in yeah. and suck money out of other communities yeah, exactly yeah don't don't beat it over the head of of people who live in the area beat it over the head that people to try and entice people to come into your area yeah it's almost it's kind of like that save mentality in the sense that you get a lot of people like oh you, you know what you got to save your money you got to save your money spend less on the things you enjoy when i'm like no Either get a better job or start a business. Make more money. Don't penny pinch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... And I get that. It's a very foreign concept to a lot of people. But honestly, it is possible. I've seen literally thousands of people do it. If you can't make payments on something, get a better job or go start a business. Yeah. Stop penny pinching. Just I'm a penny pincher. <laughs> live a little. That's different. You don't, like, complain about it. No, no, no. I've never once... I hate people that really complain about it. It's like, well, I got to oh, do this. Have any fucking and money. Well, don't fucking buy marijuana. That's yeah. pretty simple. <laughs> That's the one that we always go back on. <laughs> it's to. so true, it's, though. Yeah. yeah you want to save some money? Stop buying drugs. Or don't be going out to like... The drugs make me happy. Well, they also make you retarded. Yeah. <laughs> so, or like the people who are like, well, I have to go out to the, like, to the club with my friends this weekend. Well, no, you don't. Is like, the club locally owned? That's the question. Yeah. It, no, it frustrates me. Yeah. And I know we pretty much touch on this on every episode. People who complain about not having money, but yet they totally have the capability of To blow money, money elsewhere. Or, or yeah. Yeah, making money. Like if they just would keep their mouth shut and keep their wallet shut for two weeks, they would have enough money to live comfortably. But yet they're just like, no, I have to buy my cigarettes. I have to buy my weed. I have to go out and, and buy a new TV, even though you have a perfectly good working one at home. Or, oh, there's a new video game out. I have to go buy that. Oh, or uh, somebody released a new album. Well, nobody buys albums anymore. Uh, <laughs> somebody released a new vinyl. But you some, know, some hipster town in New York. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, but It's a combination. I guess in some ways it's like I can't fault people in the sense for buying things that make them happy, whether it's your weed, your cigarettes, your alcohol, your dancing on a nightclub or whatever. But at the same time, I can't really defend you if you're going to bitch and complain about it. Mm -hmm. Well, and also like going back onto the locally owned stuff, I could see, uh, again, if you can, if you can buy locally owned in regards to like particular niche items, like handmade, like birdhouses or so, like if you arts, well, no, even then, because you can usually find good art online. Yeah, screw that. Never mind. Just <laughs> <laughs> that kind of, that kind of leads into another subject, and we'll touch on this in, a, in an episode in the future. I just don't care to support the arts. No. And not so much if I, if I have a friend who's in a play or something. Like, we've supported yeah. and advertised for people in theater because we enjoyed them and they were friends of ours. And I like art. I will buy music that I enjoy, movies... That sort of stuff. But don't call Stop dropping money either through the government or through these community programs into arts. If the arts were so good, they would be able to sustain themselves by either advertising or charging people. If it's not good enough for people to advertise on it or people to charge money to get into it, then it's not good enough to get funding. But like I said, that's a point for another well, day. Well, I guess there was a, a while I, I listened to a. a 
recording of Adam Carolla bitching about the arts because I guess I don't know how recent. I was reading this. up on some Adam Carolla the other day. Yeah. I don't. I don't know uh, how recent this is. So. Wow, man! I just really hate the arts. <laughs> yeah. He called them a bunch of pussies because I guess there was this advertising campaign in the magazine. Um, I don't remember what company it was, but it was for some financial company, and it was like a picture of a ballerina and saying, "In two years, you're going to get a degree in blah 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 and become a scientist." And then there was a picture of like a musician and saying, "Like uh, one day, I'm going to be a, a mathematician or something like that." And it was promoting the sciences, right? And I guess a bunch of people from the arts complained and said it should be taken down because it's it's saying that the arts you can't make money. And Adam Carolla was like, "If you think about it." The percentage of people who do make a successful career in the arts are minuscule compared to the amount of people in the arts. It, Why yeah. don't you take the money that you're going to waste in school in like a arts degree or a uh, give me another art type thing dance degree <laughs> or I don't know if you can get a degree in dance but um, something like that and why don't you reuse that or repurpose that money into a degree that is actually beneficial and that you could potentially make really good money off well, of. Well, see, that leads to kind of the aspect where I'm like, I support people being in the arts and I don't mind people choosing a career in the arts, but I'm pretty steadfast on not, um, I hate funding for the arts as much as I hate funding for any other degree program. I don't think people should get government grants to be in business or science. Mm. I don't think they, people can be free to choose their own career path and should suffer the consequences of choosing a bad, a bad one. Yeah. People can make a living off the arts. The problem is I think there's a lot of people that think they can and aren't talented. Yeah. And then you get the people who are really talented who don't get the number of opportunities, I guess, because, because it's oversaturated it's, with it's crappy crowded. people. Yeah. It's crowded with crappy people. Because, yeah, I, well, I even remember in high school, like, seeing, and I'm using quotations here, the artists. Oh, sorry. It's, it's crab it's quotes. crab quotes. Crab crouts. Um, crab crouts. Um, the artists in the art classes that were like, oh, I'm so passionate about art. And then I would see their art and it's shit. Shit. <laughs> like it's, shit. <laughs> it's garbage. And then there's like these these teachers that like go behind them and say, oh, no, it's really good. You could keep working at it, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's the same thing because I can tell you the exact same thing about people I took economics and business with. They're yeah. like really quote on crab quote unquote yeah <laughs> passionate about business and yet they can't fucking add <laughs> well i remember you told me stories about people in, in oh my god the in people in my business class my college program god bless their retarded souls <laughs> <laughs> because well i just got hair in my mouth um because well and i'll do the humble brag for you but you like you said that you and travis we're like finished the 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 course with. We like, got a perfect in score in our marketing class, and we skipped the entire semester. Yeah, where there were people who were just like incapable of learning, <laughs> like they could. They would get so panicked, like, "Oh my god, we've got like this this exam this day, and we've got to hand out like uh, hand in this project." And me and Travis at the time were taking double course loads yeah. and still skipping classes. Yeah, and it's just. You That's the reason we drank on Tuesday drank. nights is because we didn't go to class on Wednesdays. <laughs> and then we worked Fridays instead of going to those classes. And you know what those people usually would do? Like they and, get so panicky. Or they'll they'll drop out and take like some basic course of like <laughs> Uh, what was the very... I, be careful where you go because you could really hurt some people's feelings. I, I was about to say something and and I think... There I are know. some notable programs, like ones that you wouldn't expect certain people to go into that they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm dropping business. It's too tough to go into this. I'm like, really? Yeah. Was it that tough? 
it's high school math, basically. Give me your pencil for a second. I want to write down the course I was thinking of. Oh, God. I'm not going to say it, but see, this is where my under the table it's like hand... The, it's like the ostrich farmer thing all over again. We're <laughs> trying to convey secret messages that nobody will get, but people do get them. Uh, just a second. Oh, just give it... Oh, yeah, I can yeah. I can read it upside down from yeah. here and you didn't even finish but writing that, Yeah, it. is that the one that you yeah. told me not to talk yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but the ones that we that are common though that uh, like people who drop stuff and take like uh, I don't know like a social studies class and or like an English well and they know they at least they should know that the average wages are going to be lower for these careers and then they're surprised on top of that when there aren't as many positions it's it's kind of weird because there aren't enough people to fill the positions. Or in some cases, there are too many people to fill the positions, not enough positions. So they're in demand, but at the same time, they're not being paid enough to warrant. It's kind of like, it's kind of a catch-22 in in that certain people, they should just, even if you're not unionized, just go on strike. <laughs> like, for fuck's sakes, if they're going to pay you $12 an hour to have the fate of the world in your hands, yeah. maybe you should be de- demanding some higher money. Now, that's not to say that you should immediately go to the government and say, man, they're not paying me enough. Because honestly, if you're that good, you can bargain for a better wage. Well, it, um, but then there is also the other end of the spectrum where people who... Um, it, it's all because mostly like when you take niche courses, you have to understand going into it that it's going to be hard getting a job because then there are people that do take very uh, potentially high-paying careers, but the thing is they take such a niche course that there just isn't a lot of demand for it. It's supply and demand. It led to some decisions for me because business is very broad, Yeah, and there's always lots of people going into it. Well, there's always channels that you can focus. Like You can do an overall umbrella business course, but then you can focus into marketing. You can narrow it down into something. Yeah, And that's the thing. Like Niche kind of employment areas are good the problem is that you have to be the a class top of the game to find a position that is potentially going to pay you a lot whereas like those dumb people in your business course they probably still can get decent jobs yeah like (sighs) some no not not (laughs) great jobs but they can i mean specifically these were pretty dumb well yeah i know there was a couple real dumb people but then there like then there's courses like some science and math courses that people take yeah if you want to be a scientist guess what you have to be smart. You have to be a genius. It's the same thing. Like, there's lots of jobs in business. Um, like, small businesses run basically every developed country in the world. It's yeah. like where 97% of all income comes from. But you still have to be decent. <laughs> like, if you want to make a good wage, you have to have some sort of in-demand skill, be able to provide value. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think ultimately people should be paid on and your local businesses should thrive on is providing value whether it's the way you treat people or whether you provide something at a lower cost than some other manufacturer Screw minimum wage yeah yeah minimum wage we're gonna do an episode about that in the touchy future. subject but honestly it's stupid i think I, I think we briefly touched on this in yeah. another episode but i think minimum wage hurts a lot of youth and underskilled workers because it keeps them out of the workforce. Save it for the episode. Ah, we're going to do a whole episode on about how stupid minimum wage is and how it should be tossed away. Anyway, let us know what your fucking opinion is yeah. on buying locally <laughs> owned. Swear if you want. Who cares? No, but lo- lo- if you disagree with us, that's fine. 
Mm-hmm. Talk to us on. Go to your local coffee shop then. Go to your local coffee shop. Use their Wi-Fi and tweet us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a good discussion with you, and we'll 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 see where it goes. Honestly, there's no way you're going to convince us that it's a good thing to do, but we'll have a civilized discussion because we're not assholes. Well, most yeah, of the time. Most of the time, unless you get us in a bad day or a day that we just don't want to talk. Um, Which is like five days out of a seven-day week. Is Justin, it, you going to tweet today? No. <laughs> yeah, I, ch- I check. <laughs> <laughs> I check. I check. Um, yeah, like his. Yeah, I can't really think of any locally owned things that I would, unless it was at a good price, buy. There are some I would, but ultimately, it's for this. Convenience means a lot to people in this day and age, mm-hmm. and that means buying everything. If you're going to go out and shop, it means buying everything at Walmart. You know honestly. what's brutal is is example for at least around here, and it's probably because of the Canadian dollar is books. Oh my, books are a terrible purchase. Yeah, in Ontario as a whole, pretty much. There was a set of books that I wanted to buy, um, and I was doing some research on them. And if I would go to our local chapters, which is like a Coles or a Barn- Barnes and Noble, no, that's not a bookstore. Anyways, a bookstore, a, a chain bookstore. This isn't even... Isn't lo- Barnes & Noble? Don't they have... Uh, I think they have books. Franchise I don't know. stores? Anyway, but, it's um, a fucking bookstore. It, but it's not even a locally owned bookstore. This is a chain bookstore. From Toronto. Yeah. And uh, I was looking there, and the books that I wanted to buy were $50 a pop. But I popped onto Amazon, and you could get them for literally exactly half the price. And so I bought all... Shipping included. Yeah, it's shipping included. Don't have to leave the house to get them. They come right to your doorstep. Exactly. So after buying the three books, I paid half as much as I would if I would have gone to a local business and bought them. Well, I think I told you that this year... This is the second year in a row where I completed all of my Christmas shopping on Amazon. I I think I did everything on Amazon. This is my first year that I I tried it. I honestly just can't beat it. And even sometimes there are items that are cheaper at Walmart... But for the sake of convenience, like it's nice to just check the mail once a day and yeah. have everything come to you. Well, and, that's and a- yeah, people call that lazy. But you know what? It's an hour or two hours. I don't have to go out to find something when I could be working on other projects making money. Well, and, and the thing is, like, I don't want to spend my whole life fucking shopping for shit. Another discussion about local businesses, too, that we could have is the people out there that refuse to shop in big box stores or like Amazon because they don't like their. They don't like Amazon's like uh, business structure or Walmart. Oh, because it's it's that's where poor people shop or that's where the the rough people shop. And I'm like fuck you. Like who cares? The items are the same. We're all buying the same shit. Yeah, it, it's somebody told me once they wouldn't shop in on Amazon because they heard a rumor that the guy who owns Amazon is not is a an nice asshole. guy. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I think we this was literally we talked about this really quickly on one thing. But yeah, if people don't want to work for Amazon, they can quit. Mm-hmm. And then you, it's supply and demand. If you're unhappy with what you're being paid, quit. Then Amazon can hire somebody who's willing to work for that wage. Because guess what? There are a lot of people who would happily take your wage that you're complaining about. Well, and the thing is, like, I I respect your decision not to buy on Amazon or buy in Walmart or whatever. But don't shit on people that do. Yeah. Like, don't just because I shop at Amazon, don't paint me as a bad guy because the guy who owns the company that I'm shopping from is a bad person. That doesn't make me a bad person. Well, well then they're like, oh, well, you're supporting it, blah, blah, well, blah. Well, as much as they can shit on us, we can literally do the same thing right back at other people. And this is just an example. I don't judge people who buy Apple products, but 
Well, Apple product <laughs> purchasers who judge me for my buying oh, choices yeah. because of ethics. Apple manufactures their fucking phones in the Middle East where they throw gay people off rooftops. Yeah. And yet they're the champion of, oh, we're not going to set up shop here in Indiana because they don't like gays. Well, maybe your policy should be a little bit more in line with your viewpoints. Well, I just find with... And again, I'm not saying that don't buy iPhones because they... Well, they're overrated. That's the thing. Like, I, I just don't like Apple products. There's a demand for it and people buy it, but... Don't get all snarky, snarky with your hipster shit yeah, on me. I, that's the thing. A thing that really turns me off of Apple products too is the Apple fanboys and fangirls that like think they're higher than thou because they buy Apple products. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I respect the build quality of Apple products. Like they are built pretty nicely, but um, being kind of like I'm starting to get tinkering with computers and stuff, the lack of of upgradability and tinkering with apple because customization oh, their of any products kind. are art there it's it's that's like i guess that was what steve Jobs says why they they never yeah uh could you could really get into apple products because it's a considered art you know what also perfect. is art andy warhol in a can of soup yeah which is fucking oh we could do a whole arts episode <laughs> like i love campbell's soup but i don't want a fucking painting of it no <laughs> like oh okay we need to don't do even an, go there yeah Let's, we need to do an art episode um, we're running at an hour anyway. Yeah, we can... We're running on EMD. We got a nice packed episode for you. Brain Sandwich is produced and edited by us, Tommy and Justin. If you want to hear more episodes, check out our website at brainsandwich.com. That's brain, S-A-M-I-C-H.com. You'll be able to find links to our social pages such as Twitter and Facebook. So come say hi. We always reply. Also, remember to give us a review on iTunes. It helps out the show a lot and we really appreciate it. Lastly, if you want to listen to special unaired or hidden episodes of Brain Sandwich, you can sign up for our free mailing list on our site. We'll also be giving away exclusive perks and rewards. 